Open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 18. We'll start there. In the middle of a message series entitled Away with Words, uh, we're talking about the way in which we become more like Jesus, and in doing so, uh, it changes the way we talk. It changes the way our mouths run every single day of our lives. Actually, the control you have over your speech, over your tongue, is a very good measure of the degree to which you have become more like Christ, your progress in the Christian life. And that's what we've been discussing. Today, I want us to take just one uh, message here and talk specifically about one particular um, uh, way in which we can sin with our tongue, with our speech. Next week, I want to talk about a, a number of ways in which we can do good, we can build up with our words. But let's start today uh, on the topic of gossip. There was a true story. There's a woman named Allison, not in our church, but in the church where she was from, uh, just a good girl and a in the church, very faithful, and had a good group of friends in the church, just a circle of ladies uh, that sort of had their kids together and were going through life together, and she felt very close to them, which is why she was so devastated to find out at some point that her friends had been talking about her for weeks. Now, as it turns out, there had been a situation in Allison's life um, that her friends weren't sure about, that there were some questions and some concerns But rather than ask Allison any questions, they just sort of guessed. Um, They filled in the blanks of what they didn't know with what they thought might be the truth, and they were wrong. They were way off. But but rather than talk to Allison, they talked about Allison. They called each other. They texted one another. They sent emails. They got together and talked about Allison. And when Allison found out, she was just crushed and really angry. When she confronted the first friend about the way they've been talking about her, the friend said, Allison, we've only been been talking about this because we were concerned for you. Concern was was her excuse. And and that's when Allison said, and this is how angry she was, Allison just said, uh, my friends were concerned about me, but none of them were concerned enough to to call me, you know, to text me. To, to send me, nobody dropped by. You know, they're concerned enough to talk about me, but nobody was concerned enough to come talk to me. Understand? So let's talk about gossip. Uh, it is not an easy topic. In some ways, we are used to making a joke of it and excusing it as kind of a minor sin. But, but, but let's take a look at what the Word of God says and decide how minor that this may be. Proverbs chapter 18 is where we'll start. There is no one passage that I can point to to say, here's where the Bible teaches about gossip. So we're going to have to come across it and find several passages where the Word of God reveals a part of it, and we'll put this together and find out how God is speaking to us today about gossip. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. You there? I want everybody looking at a Bible if, if you can. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. This is what it says. New Living Translation says rumors are dainty morsels, but we would say gossip. Gossip uh, is a dainty morsel that sinks deep into one's heart. So gossip is compared to a dainty morsel. What is a dainty morsel? Somebody really tell me. A, A dainty morsel. It's something small and tasty. See, Todd Aller knows fine food, y'all. The rest of y'all rednecks don't know nothing about dainty morsels. But Todd goes to those fancy parties with the silver trays where they got little things on toothpicks. And you eat a dainty morsel and you think, oh, I could eat 50 of those. You know, that's what we're talking about. It's small, it goes right into your mouth, and it tastes delicious. 
And this is the first thing Scripture says about gossip. It tastes delicious in your mouth. It tastes so good. When you are telling that story that you like about that person you don't like, it is delicious in your mouth. But what is it? It goes on. Gossip is a dainty morsel that sinks deep into one's heart. So the idea is it's delicious in your mouth, but it goes down deep, deep into your heart, deep into your soul. And the picture there is it may be delicious in your mouth, but it is poison to your soul. It's poison to your spiritual being. It's poison to the person you're becoming. It's delicious in the mouth, but it is poison inside a person. It's an amazing warning. Turn over a couple of pages. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19 says this. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. Don't hang around with a gossip. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with a gossip. A gossip goes around telling secrets. I, I, I guess we know that. Proverbs makes a point of, of, of revealing this to us, but I think you know that. Now, when it says revealing secrets, we're not implying that y'all got deep, dark secrets. I don't really think any of you, like, you know, in the witness protection program, I don't think any of you have a meth lab in the backyard. You know, I don't think it's, it's deep, dark secrets like that. The point of what the proverb is saying is that a gossip goes around, you know, taking other people's private information and making it public. You're talking about things that don't belong to you, other people's private business, their secrets. I would just say, you know, it, it's not your business. A gossip goes around talking about things that aren't their business. It's other people's business, other people's secrets. So that's the warning. Gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with a gossip. Don't hang around with them. That's the warning. Now, what's the danger of hanging around a gossip? Well, it goes back to the proverb. A gossip will reveal other people's secrets. A gossip is going to talk about other people's business, so don't hang around a gossip. What happens if you do? They're going to talk about your business. I mean, that's the thing. The old saying is anybody who will gossip about you, anybody, I'm sorry, anybody who will gossip to you will gossip about you. Did I say that right? If they'll gossip to you, they'll gossip about you. You don't always think about that because your gossip partner, you know, she'll call you, he'll call you, and you love talking because, you know, he's always got the inside scoop. He's always got the story. He's always got the news. And, and the fact that he sort of trusts you with, you know, with the news, he tells you stuff, that makes you feel like you have this relationship of trust. He talks to you about everybody else's business, and you like that, and you feel like that, that bonds you together. But what you don't understand is if he talks to you about everybody else's business, what do you think he's talking about when he's talking to them? Your business. Yeah, absolutely. A gossip will tell secrets. A gossip is going to tell things that don't belong to them, so don't hang around with a gossip. Uh, keep going. Chapter 26, verse 20 in the Proverbs Chapter 26, verse 20. This is interesting. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20 says this. Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. 
You get that? That's interesting. We're comparing uh, a conflict to a fire, right? So a fire goes out without wood. A, a fire requires fuel. And that's the sort of the, the point of the verse here. In order to have a fire, you got to have fuel, and then you got to keep adding fuel to the fire. You ever gone camping? You got to keep that fire going by adding wood all the time. And this is what the proverb starts with that idea of how a fire requires wood. And then the proverb says, a quarrel requires gossip. A quarrel will stop when the gossip stops. Y'all ever experience the reality of that? You ever had a situation at work, for example, where everybody's all up in it, there's a conflict going on, she said that and he said this, and, and, and it's just, it's just giant quarrel going on between people? I, I promise you, that quarrel just kept going on because everybody kept talking. She said what? Well, who said, did, did, he, did he know she said that when he said that? You know, everybody whispers and everybody talks, and so that quarrel keeps getting stirred up because people don't know how to not run their mouths, you see? And if you've ever been in churches where there was conflict, it's the very same thing. Some of you have come to Woodburn from churches that had horrible conflict, and you know the stories. You know the stories of how there was the conflict, but then there was also everybody calling each other and everybody talking about it. There's a meeting, and then there's a meeting after the meeting, and that's the meeting where everybody just talks. And the scripture says very, very plainly, if everybody could just stop gossiping, stop talking about it, stop stirring it up, stop adding fuel to the fire. Make sense? I think that's amazing, so interesting, so practical, so true. Fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. One more. I don't think you're going to like this one. Romans 1.29, turn to it. It's in the Bible, so whether you like it or not, Romans 1.29, I'm not, like I say, I'm not sure you're, you've been warned when we read it, you've been warned. Romans chapter 1, verse 29. If you know anything about the book of Romans, Romans chapter 1 is a long chapter that talks about how people turn out when they turn away from God. When people fail to recognize the creator God as the Lord of their lives and they begin to worship, they begin to turn away and, and turn to other things. What happens to their hearts, what happens to their lives, it is all kinds of wickedness. And that's what Romans 1 talks about. And we're building up to this long list of the worst things in the world, horrible things, this variety of wickedness that people turn to when they begin to turn away from God. And I just think you'll find this list as interesting as I do. Let's start in verse 28 just to build up to it. You ready? Verse 28, Romans 1, 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do the things that should never be done. Verse 29. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and say it. Gossip. It goes on. Backstabbers, haters of God, but it's that gossip. Dropped right in there, right after I said murder, you know? Murder, haters of God, sin, gossip. You surprised at all? Gossip? 
In the list with murder. We're talking about people that hate God, turn away from God. And this is how they turn out. And the way their mouths turn out is they become gossips. And this is in the list of like the worst of the worst. Are you surprised about that? The reason I think we should probably note that is um, I think gossip is a sin that most all of us are guilty of. I can't speak for you. Gossip's easy. It's an easy thing to do. I mean, you open your mouth, wag your tongue, and, and you talk, and, and, and other people are often what we end up talking about. Gossip becomes a sin that, that we rarely confess. We, we make jokes about it. But it is a serious sin all through Scripture. So what is it? Let's talk about what gossip is. Let's talk about what gossip is not. How about that? Um, let me say this. Uh, as, a, as a leader of this church and, and as a, a, a man that loves the church, I, I have to say that what some people might call gossip, we would call vital information, and I mean that. We aim to take care of one another and to love each other really, really well. And in order to do that, we share information about one another, and, and it is good, and we need to do that. In, in the course of a day like today, a Sunday morning like today, it is very typical for people to say, Pastor Tim, you know, don't forget... You know, sister so-and-so's got surgery on Thursday. So-and-so, their house burned. They're going to need food. You know, don't forget, you know, war needs a ride on Tuesday. You know, all of these things. Yeah, that, that's other people's business, but we share that because we have every intention of the world of using that information that we know about one another in order to care well for one another, to love each other well. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's gossip. I don't, I don't think there's anything at all wrong. That, that's necessary. It is necessary sometimes that we share other people's private information so that we can love each, each other well. For example, if you say, Pastor Tim, I was watching Crime Stoppers last night on Channel 13, and on Crime Stoppers, I saw your babysitter you know, got arrested for drugs. Okay, I need to know that. That's not gossip. If, if my babysitter... You know, it, it was you know on television because you know she's you know dealing drugs. I need to know that. You know, Pastor Tim, you're, you need your. I saw your babysitter on the sexual offenders list. Okay, I need to know that. You know, if you withhold that information from me, you might actually be doing harm to my family. You, you with me? So there is a certain level of essential information that we share about other people because it's necessary so that we can love each other, and, and that's just part of it. But there is a line we cross, and I think we all recognize how easy it is to cross that line. It, I, the, the sketch at the beginning of the sermon cracks me up, those women in that prayer meeting, uh, but it's only funny because a lot of us have been in that prayer meeting. You start out okay because it is a good thing to remember other people's needs and to care enough about other people's needs to pray for them. But sometimes in the context of sharing other people's needs, we just start talking. And in the talking, we're no longer trying to care for their needs. Honestly, all we're doing is trying to satisfy our superficial curiosity about somebody else's life. And we cross the line into the sin that the Bible calls gossip. Let's define it. 
Here's my definition. It's long, like everything else that comes out of my mouth. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, gossip is sharing unflattering information about someone. I, I focus on this word, unflattering. Now, I, I know that you could say anytime you're talking about somebody and they're not there, that's gossip. And that's probably technically true. But let me just tell you right now, if you're out there talking good about me, have at it. If you got something good to say and you find yourself out there in public and I'm not there, but you want to say, man, Pastor Tim, he looks like a movie star. You just keep saying that. Put that on your Facebook post. You know, right now on Facebook, all of you. You know, I don't care if you do that. If you want to say, you know, he's handsome, you know, eloquent, you know, I mean, say all that. I don't, I don't care if I'm not there. You can gossip about me if it's flattering. If you're going to paint me in a positive light, Go for it. That's good. I don't consider that what we're talking about here. As a matter of fact, you know, positive gossip is actually something I try to do sometimes. It is an amazing thing when somebody finds out that somebody else is over there saying something really good about them. Don't you love that? As the, as, as the leader of the staff, one of the things I try to do, anytime I can get a staff member's kids a moment to whisper in their ear, I'll just tell that kid how much I love their parent. How much, I'll, I'll tell James Buckman, man, your mama is the greatest children's pastor I've ever known. She's amazing. I don't know where she gets all of her energy. Her ideas are great, man. I love working with her every day. Man, I will tell the kids that. I, I, I love doing that. I'll, I'll tell Martha or Emily or any of Warren Weeks' kids, man, your dad is amazing. I love working. I do. I love working with Warren Weeks. But I love to tell the kids that. Because one thing I want them to know, I want them to know that the church values and appreciates their, their dad, their mom. But at the very same time, man, what if that gets back to Warren? Man, Pastor Tim was saying how much he loves working with you. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. So for gossip to be gossip, the sin of gossip, I'd say it's got to be unflattering. You're, you're painting somebody in a negative light. So gossip is sharing unflattering information about someone not motivated by doing good to them. It gets to motive here. Not motivated by doing good to them. I think this is where we as Christians get in trouble because we can convince ourselves that we got good motives. You know, I just need to share this with some of the people at church because I know they love her like I love her. You know, so she's my friend, and I know, I know she's your friend, so I feel like I probably need to tell you, she just got the worst haircut of her whole life. You see, mm, at that point, I'm not sure that my motivation is necessarily trying to do good to her. You understand? It's interesting how we can fool ourselves, but often we're not trying to do good to anybody. We're actually doing them harm. So, Pastor Tim, you know, you're not harming anybody, just, you know, telling something. No, no, no. no. If you ruin my reputation in front of other people, you have, you have harmed me, you know? So, there's this motivation that, that, that's not, you know, motivated by doing good to them. So, gossip is sharing unflattering information about somebody, not motivated by doing good to them. Two is the important word there. If you really wanted to do good to somebody, you'd be talking to them. But the fact that you're talking about them to other people tells me you're not trying to help anybody. You with me? So gossip is sharing unflattering information about someone not motivated by doing good to them, enjoyed in a way that shows your heart is not humble. That enjoyed. I got that from Proverbs chapter 18 where it says that the gossip is just so delicious. 
Because a gossip enjoys telling that story. You say, Pastor Jim, I, it didn't bring me any pleasure having to tell, you know, everybody about that. I, I, I wasn't enjoying it. No, you, you did enjoy it. That's why you called like 10 people. That was a story that you love telling. It, it may be a horrible story, but you got some pleasure out of it because you sure wore that out. You, you know, just the number of times that you continued to tell the story or how many people that you kept telling. Like you told it once and then you told it again and you told it again because let's just be honest, you enjoy that. It, it does something for you and that's a pretty good sign that I mean, there's something wrong with your heart. I say that it shows that your heart is not humble. I think that desire to talk about other people's lives, to talk about their flaws, when you, when you find yourself just always wanting to fix other people by, by talking about their problems with, with, with others, I'm telling you, there's something about your heart. It may be just prideful, that tendency to focus on other people like they're all messed up, but you got it all together. That tendency that you have to sort of shine the light on other people in such a way where everybody's just always thinking about how ridiculous they are? I don't know, but it's a heart problem. As we said, as Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're sinning in what you say, there's got to be sin in your heart. So gossip is sharing unflattering information about someone, not motivated by doing good to them, enjoyed in a way that shows that your heart is not humble. Are y'all with me? Okay, so uh, who gossips? I'm not asking you to you know, confess. Uh, I will confess. Uh, I, I, I gossip. I talk so much. And the more you talk, the more likely it is you're going to sin in all kinds of ways with your speech. I, I, I talk too much. I talk a lot. And, and gossip is something that I'm going to struggle with. God help me. Um, everybody gossips, I would say. Kids gossip as soon as they learn to talk. The thing about kids is they will gossip to your face because kids don't know how the social world works yet. They don't know how gossip works, you know, in relationships. So a kid will gossip right to your face. That's why a kid will look right at you and go, you stink. A kid will look at you and go, your teeth are brown, right? This is what kids do. As soon as they learn to talk, they learn to, to, to speak negatively about other people. They just say it. Um, I guess you say in some ways that's not gossip, but that is the instinct that becomes gossip for us. As we grow older, we learn how to use that information about other people in, in social relationships. So kids gossip. We all gossip. Um, I, I can send you links to studies which are fascinating. That scientists actually attach listening devices to random people, a large number of people, and literally recorded every word that came out of their mouth in, in, in a day's time. And the majority of people talked most of the time about other people. Now, in the studies, they didn't necessarily distinguish between positive or neutral or negative gossip. They just charted the way that most of the time people are talking about other people. The studies show, though, that women do gossip more than men, not a whole lot more, and, and, and not really so much more, but women gossip differently than men. Men are often more competitive, so when, when we gossip, talk about other people, we are often very much trying to knock them down and put ourselves up. Women may be doing the same thing deep down, but women are much more nuanced in relationship. Women are focused on relationships. 
Men, not so much. I would say God kind of wired men to be fascinated with other people's bodies, you know, but women are fascinated by other people's relationships, you know? And so women, when they gossip, they often gossip in that context of relationships, and women are much more likely to use that information in relationships. The other interesting thing that, that studies show is that contrary to what you might think, young women gossip more than old women. And you think about older women, you know, she retires, she got nothing to do but gossip all day, but that's not how it works. Young women gossip more, and sometimes more negatively, for the simple reason that they're still trying to establish themselves in the social group. They're trying to find their place among other people at work or, or in families or in the church. And so they will use information. that They like to be the source of information, maybe the first one to know or the one that always has a story to tell. Because if you can become that person in the middle of a social group, that makes you important. The gossip sometimes can become the, sort of the center of the group. It ain't healthy, but, but it's uh, also not uncommon. Make sense? Why do we do it? Why do we gossip? Okay, I'm going to say some obvious things. First off, I'll just say the obvious thing, man. People are interesting. They just are. People are interesting, and their secrets can be very interesting. I'm telling you. I mean, you're going to know stuff about somebody. You're going to go, I just got to tell you, can you believe, like, her husband is not the father of her kids? You're like, what? Well, who is the father of her kids? We don't even know. You don't know who her baby daddy is? We don't have any idea. You know, that's just interesting, really interesting. Did you know that she wore that short dress to, 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 to her daughter's wedding? She wore it at the wedding. How short was it? It was short. I could see her tonsils. You know, what? 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 <laughs> you know, that gets really interesting. She did? Why, why, why'd she do that? I don't know. I think she just, you know. I mean, people are just, people, I mean, am I the only one? Like, y'all, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. People are, and their secrets can be interesting. I, I'm not saying any of that's right, y'all. That's all sinful. But, man, there's something about us sinful people, man. With other people's sins are interesting. And, uh, and we like to talk about it. Here's a German word for you. I'm giving you a German word because there is no English word for schadenfreude. Say it. Schadenfreude. Yeah, look at you German-speaking people. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. It's a German word that is meant to describe that feeling of pleasure you get when somebody else has bad luck. Schadenfreude. It's a feeling of pleasure you get at somebody else's misfortune. You're thinking, Pastor Tim, that's terrible. Those Germans are awful people. Who would find pleasure in somebody else's misfortune? All of us. All of us. That's why we all love to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. It's all schadenfreude. It's all schadenfreude. It's why we crack up when somebody falls down the steps. That's funny. I don't care who you are. I mean, you know, that is just funny. America's Funniest Home Videos, one year she got $10,000 at it, so I, I guess we can talk about her. But that big lady was camping, and she backed into that hammock and fell over the hammock and flipped upside down. We saw her bloomers, and she stuck her head in a bucket. I know that was a bad day for her, but I, I could watch that a million times. I mean, you know, that lady flipping over that hammock, her head in the bucket, man, I, 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 I love that. Y'all know what I'm saying? Schadenfreude, it is a sign of this, the, the depravity, the sinfulness of our hearts, but we find kind of sick pleasure in, in other people's misfortune, and, and so that's why you tell the stories about other people, you know. Uh, there's a little bit of pleasure gained in somebody else's trouble. 
Um, I think that you feel better about yourself. I, I feel better about myself when I'm talking about somebody else in a negative way. I don't know if I, if, I, if I put you down and it makes me feel like I'm somehow higher. I lifted myself up by pushing you down or, or focus on your problems and then I don't have to think about my problems. I just know that this does something for us, to, to, to run people down. If it didn't do something for us, I don't think we'd do it. You, you feel better about yourself when you're talking about others in, in, in a negative way. And I've talked about this already. Gossip gives you this sense of power, power over the person you're talking about. I mean, you know, like I know you think, Pastor Tim, I don't have a mean bone in my body, and, and you probably wouldn't. You wouldn't go spit in somebody's face, but you spit on their reputation before other people and they're not around. You know, there's power in that. And, and power over the people that don't know what you know. There's a sense of power in that. To be the person in the, in the situation that knows the story and has the power to tell it, I'm telling you, we like that. We like that sense of being the person who's the source of information. That's intoxicating for a lot of us. So honestly, if gossip is, is so delicious in the mouth of, of us who are sinners, if it's somehow a part of our broken, you know, sinful hearts, you know, to, to deal with other people in this way, how do we turn this off? How do we not do this? Now, as I've been saying over and over and over in these sermons, you do not have the power to stop gossiping on your own. You don't. James says nobody can tame the tongue. If you had this kind of power, you wouldn't need Jesus, but I'm telling you, you need Jesus, but he's got this power, and this is part of what Jesus intends to do in your life. Now, right now, the degree to which you gossip is something reflective of the degree to which you haven't yet surrendered your mouth to Jesus. But when Jesus takes over your heart and Jesus takes over your mouth, gossip is one of those sins that you're going to do a lot less. This is a really good measure of your progress in the spiritual life, how much control the Holy Spirit has over the words coming out of your mouth. So this is something the Spirit is doing and wants to do even now in your life. So how do you participate in that? How do you let the Spirit have control of your mouth before you gossip? All right, so a couple of things. First off, if you're going to think before you speak, ask yourself before you say it, is it true? Is it even true? Now, a lot of gossip is true, and I'm not suggesting that just because it's true, you're not gossiping. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you at least ought to ask yourself, is this true? Because if it's not gossip, it may still be lying, and you probably shouldn't say it. Is it true? Yeah, see, this is hard. This, this is hard. Casey and I have been talking a lot about gossip the last few weeks as I was getting ready for this sermon. One of our conversations was like, what if we're gossiping about somebody, but we don't know them? You're like a celebrity. You know, am I allowed to say, man, George Clooney's looking old, man. Look how fat his jaws are. You know, how old is he? And then Casey will Google, how old is George Clooney? Like, Can you believe he's 70 years old? Good night, you know. Well, look at her. You know, man, on Charlie's Angels, you know, how old is she? You know, we Google how old she is. Well, she's 85 years old, but she got a brand new face. You know, man, she got a lot of work done. I mean, you know how we talk about people like that? Is that gossip? Like celebrities or politicians that, that probably you don't like? You think about that? Like politicians you don't like? Like how quick are you to tell something like, or maybe share something on your Facebook page that, that's about a politician you don't like? 
So rather than stop and ask yourself, is it true? It don't matter because you want it to be true. Or you don't mind if other people think it's true. Understand, I just think as a believer, this is a really good question to ask yourself all the time. Is this true? Because I just have to say, if it's, whether it's a celebrity or a politician, somebody you don't know, if it is that delicious in your mouth to gossip about people you don't know, it's going to be delicious to gossip about people you do know. Gossip is gossip. And if it's not true, or you don't know that it's true, don't say it. How harmful would it be to the person if it turns out that what you're saying isn't true? If, if you don't know that it's true, don't say it. If, 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 if you can't know, for, if, you, if, you don't, if you weren't there, don't say it. If it's not true, don't say it. If you don't know that it's true, don't say it. it, it it's a pretty good place to start. The other thing I would say is, is this yours to tell? It may even be something good. It's, it's, it's maybe something good, but it, it may not be yours to tell. As I say, there is this line between me and you, right? And it's the line where my business you know, ends and your business begins. I need to know the difference between your business and my business. And if it ain't my business, I don't have any business telling it. It doesn't matter how interesting it is or how, how much other people are going to want to know. If it's not your business, don't say it. Don't tell it. you got to know the difference between what's your business and, and what's not your business. And if it's not your business, why don't you just mind yours? You know? Mind your own business. It's not yours to tell. It's somebody else's story. It's somebody else's life. You can't take their private information and use it in your own life to, 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 to be entertaining to people, to have something to tell, to make yourself look better. If it's not your business, you've got to learn to close your mouth. It's not yours to tell. It's not your business. Mind your own business. Next one. Would the person want this to be spread? Now, I... I know this has happened to me, and God help me, I, 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 I mess up, and I think y'all mess up too, so you've probably done this too. You ever been talking about somebody, and then you realize, oh my goodness, he just walked up. That happened to you? And they walk up, and now you're thinking, what did I say? What did I say? How long has he been there? You know? It's just this awful kind of, you got to go back over in your head to find out, man, did he hear me when I said this? Is he going to be offended by that? You know? It's the idea that you wouldn't necessarily say certain things about somebody if you were having to say it to their face. So how about if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it at all? Would the person want this to be spread? Would their mama want to hear you say this? I mean, you got to think about the person, the other person. This is basic Christ-like thinking here. Think about the other person. If you've ever been in a situation where you were the person talked about, you were the person humiliated in public. Everybody else was talking about your business and nobody had enough respect for you to come talk to you. If you know how much that hurts, if you know how that ruins a person, then surely you don't want to do that to somebody else. And if you've never experienced that, I still say, why would you want anybody to know that kind of pain? If, if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it. Think about that person. Think about it, what it would be like for them to find out that all of you sat around 20 minutes after lunch and talked about her after she got up and left. It's humiliating for a person. Why would you do that? Would the person want this to be spread? 
And, and then, does it promote more harm than good? I know, I know, you, you're just one you want to help, you, you tell yourself you want to help, but, but by gossiping, by telling this story to somebody else, are you actually helping anybody? Because honestly, most everything that comes out of my mouth and your mouth, it doesn't help anybody. We just talk trash all the time. What you're about to tell is somebody else's business. Are, are, are you actually going to do more harm than good? I mean, think about the harm that you do. Think about how the person would, would, would feel. Think about what the Bible says about how the gossip is delicious in your mouth, but it's poison to your soul. I mean, you're a gossip. You are ruining yourself. You're destroying your own spiritual life. It, it tastes good, but I'm telling you, when it goes down into your heart, it's poison. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says this. This is Paul talking. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Now, Paul writes in the Greek language, and so the Greek word that he uses here for everything, it means everything. So let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Everything you say be good and helpful. You telling this tidbit of information, the secrets you heard, is, who's at help if, if you're telling this, if you're talking about this? Is, is it going to be encouraging to those who listen? I think this is interesting. Scripture does this several times where in trying to help us control our mouths, we're asked to consider the people who have to live on the other side of our mouths. You really have to consider the people that, that have to listen to you. And is what you're saying an encouragement to them? Because if it's not an encouragement, if it's not helpful, if it ain't even good, you've got to learn how to keep your mouth closed. A, a, a couple of things. As I've said, this is the Holy Spirit's work. You can't do this on your own. You need the Spirit. And as the Spirit works, you, you, I think you've just got to learn how to stay in step with the Spirit, especially when it comes to learning to control your tongue. I, I'd start right here. When it comes to gossip, start here. Friends protect friends. Basic principle. Friends protect friends. That just means in any situation, any situation, if you are... In a situation where someone begins to insult or gossip or otherwise run down somebody that you care about, you stop it. You, you stop it. Now, I'm not saying somebody gossips you, you punch them in the throat. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. There are godly, there are polite, there are respectful ways to say, listen, I, I, I love you and I, I enjoy our conversation, but now you're talking about somebody that I care about a great deal and I just can't let you insult her when I'm here, can, can, can we change the subject? You know, I mean, that, that's not hard to do. That's not hard to do. Um, I, I think that you would do that for the people you care about. If somebody's running down a friend, if somebody's running down somebody that's important to you, don't be the one who participates in gossip for somebody that's supposed to mean something to you. Does that make sense? I hope you would do this for me. I promise to do this for you. I promise to do this for you. If I'm ever in a situation and somebody starts to speak about you in a way that casts you in a negative light, I will refuse to listen to that. If I have questions, I'll come talk to you. But I will not allow somebody to run you down in my presence. I love you. Make sense? I think friends protect friends. I think there's something biblical about that. But I also think that we're believers 
And I think we're asked to go deeper than this. In other words, if I would do that for, for a friend, somebody I love, I think Jesus tells me to love neighbors. I think Jesus tells me to love even my enemies. So the fact is, I think if I would owe this to a friend, I probably owe it to everybody. So what that means is in every situation where somebody's trying to gossip, run somebody down in my hearing, I need to not be party to that. You know what I'm saying? Say, Pastor Tim, you don't know. I, I got gossips in my life, and I mean, once, once they get you on the phone, they don't even take a breath. They're going to talk and talk, and I don't know how to shut them up. I don't know how to stop it. Okay, okay, I, I'm with you. First off, you know, the, the phones are really easy. Like, you just got to, like, boop. <laughs> like, like, listen to Papa. Back in my day, we had to hang it up. But now all you got to do is, like, boop. I mean, you can end it really quick. You just, you know, end it. You can do that. Just end it. You, you can end it. But maybe you need to stop and think for a moment. First off, if this person is such a horrible gossip, why do they always call you? It's a real question, not a joke. Why is it that that person always assumes that you're going to want to hear what they're telling? Because you may learn something about the relationship. You may learn something about your own heart that you haven't wanted to admit. But you might need to ask yourself, why do they always call me? Why do people always assume that I want to hear them run down other people? If, if you're in that situation so frequently, you really might ought to ask yourself why it is that gossips are you know, somehow attracted to you. In my own life, I'm not perfect at this, but, but one of my core principles, I really try only to speak well of people who are absent. I don't care what you're telling me. I don't care what I've heard. I don't care what might be true or might not be true. If the person's not there, I'm not going to talk bad about them. Now, sometimes that aggravates people, you know. It, it can be aggravating because they, they want you to, you know, or they want to complain about them and and, and if you just won't do that, it really does sort of, people will eventually learn that about you. But, but I really do think it's a pretty good principle. If, if somebody's not there, don't talk bad about them. Talk good about them all you want, but if they're not there, don't, don't you ever let somebody be cast in a negative light. They're not there. You don't know the whole story. You don't know them, probably. You know? So just always, always and only speak well of people who are, who are absent, not there to speak for themselves. One last thing, basic principle, this is probably all I've been trying to say all day long. Um, basic biblical principle, talk to people, not about them. Talk to people, not about them. If you find yourself in daily conversation, you're using somebody's name a lot, and they're not, you're not talking to them, probably you need to stop and ask yourself why you're talking about this person so much, because you may have some things that you need to stop telling others and, and, and talk to them. Talk to people. Get used to that. Just get used to that. If you have a, a problem with me, and I'll just use myself as an example because I'm the one up front. If you have a problem with me, if you have a question for me, if you have any sort of suspicion about anything I've said or, or done, come to me. Just come to me. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 people and see if they you know, think the same way you think. Just don't. Come straight to me. This is biblical. And it doesn't just apply to me. It's every single person in your life. If you have an issue with them, a problem, a disagreement, a question, go to the person. Jesus says this. 
You go to the person, you go to the person, and, and if you're not willing to go to the person, then you've got to close your mouth. You don't get to talk about them. You don't get to gossip. Well, Pastor Tim, you don't understand. I, you don't know my personality. I have a lot of trouble with confrontation. I don't like confrontation. Okay, okay, can I just say something very, very respectfully to you? You must not be more comfortable with gossip than you are confrontation. Confrontation is biblical. Confrontation can be done in a way that is redemptive, that restores relationships. Confrontation can be done in such a way that builds trust. Gossip is always a sin. So if confrontation is not really something you like to do, well, then I'm telling you, your plan B cannot be gossip. You talk to people, not about them. If you're not willing to talk to people, you are not permitted to talk about them. I don't know how to say it any more simply than that. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying it's simple. Talk to people, not about them. And if you're not willing to talk to people, if what you're saying behind their back you wouldn't say to their face, if you're not sure it's true, if you wouldn't be comfortable saying it knowing that their mama was listening or knowing that they were standing right behind you, I'm telling you, if you're not willing to talk to people, then by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have got to close your mouth. You with me? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do love people. We try to love people. The weird thing, Lord, is that we actually love most of the people we gossip about. If we didn't care about them, we probably wouldn't talk about them. As a matter of fact, Lord, there's not a person alive that's close enough to be our enemy that wouldn't also be close enough to be our friend. Lord, we're used to excusing our sins of speech like gossip. But it uh, comes out of our mouths because it's in our hearts, Lord. And help us to confront the reality of of our sin, the degree to which we sin in the way we speak, Lord, the degree to which we are actually guilty of the very sin we're talking about today, Lord, help us to understand the way we gossip and the way you forbid that and the way that what is delicious in our mouths is poison to our souls. God, help us. Help us to be a church where people can be vulnerable, where people can share things and know that the information will never be used to come back against them. Help us, Lord, to trust each other in such a way where we just know that everybody's got everybody else's back and that we're just always going to live and think and talk like Christians. Jesus, you're the one that's put this love in our hearts. You're the one that's brought us together as a church family. You're the one that's put us in the place where we work, Lord. Certainly, you have a plan for us. And certainly, you have a plan for the way we use our words. Let everything we say, let everything we say, Lord Jesus, be only good and helpful. Otherwise, Holy Spirit, close our mouths. Help us not to sin in the words we use, in the way we talk, in the ways we talk about others. Be better to be silent than to sin in the words we use. Oh, Lord Jesus, Give us new hearts, new minds, 
new mouths. Let every word from our mouth, Lord, will shine like light, season like salt, be for the good and help of others. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.